Well, hello folks, and welcome to We the Peeps. This is the American Soccer Podcast, in which you are going to get to know everything that you need to know about the U.S. MNT. I am Clayton, and I'm an artist. I'm Ty, I'm an entrepreneur. And we love the Nats. It's a Rastapod time! <laughs> it's the Rastapod time! The Rastapod, the bruh! The Rastapod! Welcome on in, folks. It's We The Peeps. It's We The Peeps. Welcome to We The Peeps. Are you ready for We The Peeps? Holy moly, it's We The Peeps. Folks, welcome to Dog. the Rastapod. It's Rastapod time. Why? Why is it Rastapod what? time? What? Well, I'll tell you why. It's because the World Cup is upon us. The day has come, and the Rasta has been dropped. It hath been announced. GGG, Greg Berhalter, hath bestowed upon boy. us. It's your boy. A Brooklyn Greg. Person Rasta. <laughs> the Rasta itself, Brooklyn Bread. Written on an actual loaf of bread from Brooklyn. Folks, if it is your first time with us, welcome to We the Peeps. Congratulations on realizing that the World Cup is happening and deciding to do something about it. You've come to the right place. You have come to the right place. If you have been with us for the past seven years, as we discussed names that maybe would end up on this roster... If you appreciate the term, it's a Rastapod time, this one is for you as well. We could not be more excited to get into it. So excited, in fact, we're skipping housekeeping altogether. We're doing this for the love of the game, y'all. We are doing this for the love of the game. Let's get it popping. Ty, there's no other way to get this started than to line them up. Line them up. Boys, just real quick before you line them up. I mean, we've been waiting for this roster this entire show. We started the show after the 2014 World Cup, and we have not had a World Cup roster to announce and discuss and parse until now. This is a very special moment uh, for me personally, brother Clayton. So let's let's fucking do this. This these are the these are our guys. Yeah, hundreds of Yanks have come and gone. We're left with this 26 to carry us to glory in Qatar. There's no going Let's back go. now, y'all. Let's get it popping with Ethan Horvath, the hologram, also known as No Gloves Ethan, <laughs> hailing from Luton Town, where he applies his trade, Ethan Horvath. We also have... <laughs> Sean Johnson. Sean John. It's your boy Sean John, and I'm going to name a third keeper. But if you're in the know, you already know something something has gone awry. Wow. Keeper number three, welcome in Matthew Turner, 
all the way from first base or perhaps the pitcher's mound or whatever it was he was doing playing baseball to today. Enter the Turnerverse. Enter the Turnerverse, as we have been learning to do. Matt Turner appears to be our number one, hailing from Arsenal. This winter. (laughs) This winter. This is the winter that this will happen. Oh, God. Defenders. All right. We're going to parse out all this. I'm going to breeze over it. Defenders. We have the one, the only. The perhaps... Could be considered the longest standing fishy. I would have to check those facts. I'm gonna need oh. Swami Jurgen to check those facts for me, but perhaps the longest living fishy of all time, Cameron Carter Vickers. Welcome on in, buddy. You made it. You made the squad. Next half up. The law firm is here. Half of the law firm is here. Next up. You know him, you love him. He has earned your hearts. He changed the tide. When it came to dual nationals in this country. And no, I'm not talking about Jermaine Jones, although he did that too. Jermaine Jones. And I'm sure countless others that I'm forgetting. But today's era of Tide Turner for dual nationals. Welcome on in, Serginho Destino. Thank you for being here. Let's have A.A. Ron Longsong, Aaron Long... You made it, buddy. Oh, buddy. Come on in. And why not Shaq Moore? I'm doing these in the order that it's listed on the website, okay? And it doesn't make a lot of sense to me so far. Tim Ream. Two years ago, we said he was too old. Four years ago, we said he was too old. Tim Ream. Timothy Reamington. in. Next up, Jedi Anthony Robinson. (sighs) CONCACAF's superhero, Anthony Jedi Robinson. Come on in, Borussia Mönchengladbach's Joe Scally, and of course, the veteran, the only returning member of the previous cycle, DeAndre DeYedlin. Andre! Please mentor us on how to do this. And finally, closing out the walk-long duo, we have Walker Zimmermans. In the midfield, Brendan A.A. Ron Swansong, all the way from Leeds. The man is going to become a household name. Next up, we have MLS Cup champion, Gold Cup champion, Nations League champion, Kellen Acosta. And then another Leeds United, Tyler Adams, Red Bull. Can't take the Red Bull out, this boy. They just brought the Red Bull to England, didn't they? You know, Scuffed will be p- pretty proud of this one. We got Luca De La Torre on the final Rasta. Luca! Luca, why not? From the block! Was it an injury or was it just not wanting to play for Juventus right now, Weston McKenney? <laughs> Eunice know him. Eunice love him. Eunice Musa. And finally, he just keeps rolling, rolling, rolling. Yes, he does. He found a way. He found a way, dog. Back from the dead. There had to be one. Christian rolled in. You did it. 
Burr, okay. burr, burr, Up front, we're going to have Jesus Ferreira. Ferreira. Okay, slow down a little bit at the end of the MLS season, but Jesus Ferreira still with us. Jordan Morris. Jordan Morris. And of course, the porcelain prince, Christian Pulisic. The soccer player created in a laboratory from two U.S. legends, Gio Reyna. Norwich City's Josh Sargent. Leal's Leal's and also future leader of the free world, Tim Weah. (laughs) World potentate. World potentate. (laughs) Timothy Oya. And last, but absolutely not least, but perhaps most surprising, Haji Wright. Welcome on in. Haji, what the fuck, right? How did this happen? All the way from you. It's so wrong, it's right. It's so wrong, it's right. (laughs) It's Haji Wright. Ty, I have just named for you 26 names. They've only been assembled for but hours. Could you please tell me what your first impressions are? My first impression is that the because of the expanded rosters, it doesn't truly matter that much who these last names are. And so I don't really think it's that material that they'd be the best players. And I think Greg may be picking based on other factors like, uh, you know, trying to appease MLS, trying to have a good uh, clubhouse vibe, etc. I'm surprised at some of the people he did pick, and it just made me kind of like resentful of the last year of rosters that we just went through and that we haven't been able to come up with a consistent, like a, a growing consistency in the groups as we've gotten to this point. And I am fearful that this particular group just hasn't really had that much time to actually gel because a lot of these players really haven't been in the picture very much in recent camps. And it just feels a little distressing that we we weren't able to plan things that way but greg is a weird dude who makes weird roster choices we know this and above all i'm just fucking pumped to root for my country in a world cup and uh even if christian roldan is on the bench whatevs he just keeps rolled in rolled in Ty, um, interesting to hear you say that. Yes, there are a couple weird choices here. Um, I'll go with three, uh, or surprising choices at the very least. I'd yeah. say the top surprises. No Zach Steffen. Yes. Yes, Christian Rolden. Yes, Haji Wright. Yes, yes. Um, and of course, both Christian Roldan and Haji Wright representing a bunch of no's that you could argue are a surprise. However... The rest of this squad looks very familiar to me um, in the sense that we've seen them around a lot. Yeah, I guess that's true. Uh, I guess it, what, I'm, it, what I'm catching up on is like 
it feels like Tim Ream is, is kind of here to start and fill a giant gap that we were seeing. And I don't know. I just feel like the, the last uh, several months of Nat's appearances ended up being much more of a scattershot, let's see who we have, as opposed to a building into a team that feels like we've figured out who's who. And that's that's what's kind of eating at me is just that I haven't seen this particular group um, get to have those reps together. Though, yeah. of course, you know, well, you're right. The core, like maybe that's part of the concept is like, yeah, we have a hundred guys who know how to operate in this ecosystem. And so we can just pick the 26 who Greg decides to pick on any given day and it's fine. Yeah. And I think also, you know, form and, and fitness, uh, play a role, um, you know, but I don't think it's just, well, all right. So you're saying there's another perspective here, right? Where the, you play as many random players as possible in the last few months before a world cup so that you can congeal it into the the right squad at the right time. Um, I don't know all the details of all the players in consideration, but I do know that Zach Steffen has been unimpressive and that Sean Johnson has been quite good uh, in the MLS. Um, I don't know if Haji Wright's lighten it up, um, but, or, or sorry, uh, but, but I do know that Tim Ream is playing quite well. He is a legitimate center back in the Premier League, playing teams like Manchester City and Liverpool, and doing a decent job at it. He also plays with Anthony Robinson every day, uh, except for those off days. You know what I mean? So, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm wondering you know, if this is less crazy than it, than, than it might feel. Um, but I hear you. And I think a lot of people out there will feel the same way. Ty, who are your biggest misses folks that you wish were here that didn't quite make the cut? I only have one real miss here, which is Jordan Pifak, who I just think he plays at a higher level than Haji Wright. I think if Jordan Pifak was in the Turkish league, he would do, just as well as Haji Wright does. And he's proven that at a higher level, he can get the job done, such as the Champions League. Um, you know, he's, I, I don't know the story. I don't know why he's getting kind of frozen out. It sucks. I feel like he's definitely a top three American striker. And for Haji Wright to be like on the fringes and then all of a sudden in this squad just feels super strange to me. Um, it's It's odd. Really yeah. weird choice. And then Stefan, I I do I don't really want Stefan to play a role at the World Cup. So I and to an extent I admire the bravery of leaving him off because he can't be trusted. Like he he, he had these man this man city uh experience where he would do totally fine against these like crap teams in the lower rounds where he's facing two shots a game. And then he would get into the semi or the final of whatever cup and he would make a huge mistake. And it just happened year after year. So it's like, that's not a world cup player for me because every game at the world cup has that intensity of a semi yeah. or a final at the club level. 
So for me, I'm fine with leaving Zach Steffen home, but I do feel that bringing him keeps some pressure on uh, on Turner and that it is a little bit scary to not really have a safety net. Though I guess if you don't really trust your safety net, who cares? Yeah. So yeah. it's, yeah, I, I guess, yeah. And, and Sean Johnson and Ethan Horvath both will would do a competent job um, if called to, to action, uh, which is fine. I just, I like that aspect of that competition, but maybe we've already benefited sufficiently from that competition in getting to this point. Yeah, I think that could be the case. I also respect this choice. Um, Ty, who, uh, we can't go too far beyond the Haji Wright choice without mentioning the the storybook beauty of the the narrative here, the the arc for Haji Wright as a human being. It is beautiful, yeah, it's, absolutely. I mean, yeah, stunning, I, stunning. I was, if you um, just take a second to just imagine Haji Wright playing with Polisic and Weston McKenney and I think Tyler Adams up through sure. the youth ranks of the national team, right? Getting uh, ha- having a much. Uh, a much more stunted trajectory than his peers who, mm-hmm. and, and this was, you know, su- this is surprising. Uh, if you were obsessing over it at the time, yes. Haji Wright, you know, seemed equally as exciting. Uh, didn't happen for him. Didn't happen for him. Continued to not happen for him. Just months ago, gets a look. Months. Finally finds his, gets his club career to a point where he can get a look with the Nats just months ago. I think got one, two caps, got a couple tries, and now he's here. He's here with his buddies. He's here. He's high-fiving. He's on the plane. He's going on the plane. Could you imagine being Haji Wright, being Haji Wright's family, just seeing that from A to Z and, and being the person who somehow got on the plane. I mean, when you compare that to the big surprise of, of eight years ago, which is Julian Green, the narrative's just not quite the same. I can't, I can't, I can't get behind it. Yeah, there's the something a lot more Haji, winsome like, about Haji Wright than uh, Julian yeah. Green. <laughs> the, the Haji Wright thing is like, all right, weird, but nice. Like, I like it. Like, Yeah, it has, it has kind of like something. a... Um, it's got a mighty know. ducks it's got vibe. A, yeah, mighty ducks vibe. Absolutely, that's exactly what I was thinking. Like, where the yeah, the he's down on his luck, you know, and then he he finds a way back and just shows the coach enough at the right time. And the thing that I I dislike about the Haji Wright inclusion is that I feel like from that last striker, what you want to have is that X factor, like that wild card. They could do. They could come up with something type of factor, which is what baby Julian brought in that 2014 World Cup. And I just, I don't see Haji Wright coming into games and like shaking them up in the same way that I would like a Malik Tillman, you know? So I feel like, I don't know, it's it's a little bit odd in that I don't really get the use case because you're not, he shouldn't start ever. Right, he's got yeah. No, he's three he's there. In front he should have been. Yeah. He's, well, I think Haji's probably a great example of someone uh, that you know. Ty's got this genius idea to just bring locker room players as coaches. <laughs> yes, exactly. Uh, which and they just train with the team, and they're just you know quote unquote coaching. Yeah. Uh, but you don't have to use a fucking roster bench. spot. Yeah. 
Yeah, they're sitting on the bench. <laughs> <laughs> or front row, um, front row been, ticket paid by the Federation. That, you know, either way. <laughs> that could have been a, a good move for a Haji Wright or perhaps a Christian Roldan. But alas, that's somehow just that not That should option. absolutely be the Christian Roldan uh, role. Yeah, dude. But yeah, it's I it's it's just I don't I just don't really understand what job he's gonna have. Though I guess it could be that maybe for Iran they would expect or maybe Wales that they would expect that it could be a game they, they could be games where they go nil nil into the eightieth minute or something and the US has a ton of pressure and they just want somebody who can bang home a a clear the last clear chance of the game, you know? Yeah. So I guess yeah, that's that's a use case. And thinking of those two games in particular, I feel like that situation is reasonably likely. So yeah. I don't mind it. So, I don't and, mind it. I, also, I just trust PFOC more in those situations. You know, he's proven yeah, that yeah. he can do it. Yeah, I don't know what the deal is with PFOC, but if you set that one to the side, we've got Jesus Ferrero who's probably the starter, um, and then as I've been saying, and then we've got uh, Josh Sargent as the Jesus Ferreira sort of. Backup does a similar-ish thing, but not. But GGG don't like us as much. Yeah. Um, and then we've got Haji for the hype up in the locker room, like Mighty Duck style. <laughs> that's, that's why he's there. Do it for he's Haji. There. He's there. He's, it's got me for Haji, bro. He's there because for the same reason that like a third goalkeeper is there, but it's trash, right? Because that's this is way too valuable. He's there to get a horrible injury so that the team can visit him in the hospital the day before the the key game to do this for (laughs) this was haji's dream okay (laughs) he wanted to be here man (laughs) he but he's here dude he's in a qatari hospital right now bro i'm i'm like right here (laughs) bro i'm I'm here i'm fine they just they let me go i just (laughs) i think i'm i just tweak my pinky Can I, I think I'm good. Okay. Um, Ty, we're going to play a team. The team is called Whales. Whales! Kellen Acosta knows all about Gareth Bale. Yes, now. he knows all about Whales. All right. They're besties. They did it for, for Gareth. Um, in fact, they did it for, for Crepeau, the, the goalkeeper who tragically, Canadian goalkeeper who's uh, apparently quite injured. Um, in, in a collision they wouldn't show on television in the Oof. MLS final and and the LAFC um, you know finished it out they they, they won it for for Crepeau, which is very sweet and that was Gareth Bale and Kellen Acosta uh, working together to make it happen um, Ty what do you exp- what do you want to see most what are you most worried about <laughs> against Wales let me let me ask it that way well, in the last the the two warm up games for the World Cup, the U.S. didn't really warm up all that much, uh, <laughs> and what we saw was the team just really struggle to deal with any sort of organized static defense, which has been a theme of this qualifying round. We haven't really been able to blow teams away that we should be uh, um, able to win easily against. So what I worry about is that it's going to be super cagey and that the U S is just going to run out of ideas, but that Wales is going to be, uh, maybe mentally tougher 
and nick something late and i think wales is going to be very mentally tough i just they're just that type of veteran group with so much experience and with uh fighter mentality we saw that in the ukraine game the way they ground that game out so i feel yeah i i i, I don't like the vibe right now going into this tournament i don't have a lot of confidence that the 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 uh, front group of the U.S. is going to be able to break down a solid, compact defense. And um, so I'm, I'm nervous about this one for sure. It's, a, it's, yeah. it's the proverbial must win because you have to imagine that all the teams are going to be favored against Iran. All the teams are going to be not favored against England. So this is the, the pivot match that will make the difference in the group. And we'll get Yikes. into it. We got we got a lot more time to analyze this one. We do, yeah. We'll we'll preview that uh, later. But just one last mention of MLS Cup final, best fu- MLS Cup final of all time. Uh, it was epic. Gary Bale showing exactly that sort of veteran intensity uh, by by scoring right at the last uh, in that game. So I'm a little concerned too, but we'll preview that more another time. We will. Um, let's do some stock rising, stock falling. Uh, the so- stock has stock market is over. It's It has risen and fallen. This is amazing. God. Well, I just mean uh, uh, club game wise a little bit. Yeah, like, yeah, yeah. Who, who's hot? Just kind of like who's, who's hot? Who's hot? So yes, yes. I'll throw out a couple. Uh, I'll throw out a couple. A, well, a couple from from my side here. Yeah, let's go. Um, let's go. I'll do a stock rising. Um, Tyler Adams at. Leeds. Oh yes. Oh yes. Stock very much pretty rising. Pretty safe to say. Uh, my guy is is by many accounts uh, playing playing in the form of his life. Um, this has to be the best, most, uh, most Tyler minutes we've ever had in, in this type of consistency, um, uh, since the Red Bull days, uh, New York Red Bull days, Jesus. Um, Jesus. but and, uh, uh, the it's fit, going well. The fit is just fantastic. The city, the is so this, good. this the attitude, the approach, this gritty Northern city with this, this kid who's, of course, hardworking, lots of energy, etc. But he's also just a tough bastard. He's just he's just a jackass, and yeah. and it's it's beautiful. To see. And he he yeah. fights he fights for that team with a with a wonderful intensity that is inspirational. And he has won over the fans as a result, and is getting you know deserves to be getting all the minutes he's getting under Jesse Marsh. There's no, doesn't seem like there's any bias in that choice. He's just, it's, it's the right place at the right time. And, and thank God, because was it two years ago? We were literally saying on this show, we don't expect Tyler Adams to be able to play a significant part in the national team because of his injury problems. So for him to some concern for sure. Yeah. We, we 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 at least accepted. We there was emotionally a time, accepted. We accepted emotionally. There was a time yes. when we said we're going to get either Wea or right, Adams. Right, 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 right. And so yeah, that's that's the other thing with this roster is like to see so many of the maybes make it. You know, Polisic, Wea, Adams, McKenney with the recent injury. It is very heartening, and it's like pretty much as close to a good 
a, a best case scenario as we can conjure up, I feel. It is. I think it has been a little confronting uh, this year to watch club soccer and realize that, you know, even though it's true that Christian Pulisic is at Chelsea, that it doesn't mean what maybe what I imagined that would mean four years ago is not necessarily what it means. But we'll, we'll in terms we'll, of how good our team is as a result in terms of, that. of how good our team is as a result yes, of that. And in terms of true. like, I didn't realize how many levels there are at high clubs. Right? Yeah, so yes, I didn't. Yes, yes, I never yes, yes. thought about what it would feel like to have players who are like fringe at right. major clubs. Right, it right just right. didn't occur to yeah. me. Yeah, yeah. Um, so yeah. so I'll do one. Another quick uh, stock falling for Serginho Dest at AC Milan. Yes. Well, he's had... just the whole progression, right? From whatever the fuck happened at Barcelona at the end there with Xavi or uh, and and not... I don't know what happened. There was something... He got Xavi beef. He he got (laughs) Xavi beef. And then uh, going to AC Milan has, has struggled with injury and apparently one called muscle fatigue, which I'm not, I'm not trying to be like a dick. I, I believe that soccer is hard and I respect the players and I think we're putting them under a lot, but muscle just fake fatigue, a back dog. injury, dog. Just fake a back injury. Like, what are you doing, bro? Just write um, ACL on the, on the paper. Just come on, dude. <laughs> People do like we. I see what you're Muscle doing, Muscle fatigue, bro. homie. I see what you're <laughs> really doing. Really though, <laughs> I'm Damn, tired. <laughs> <laughs> okay. But yeah, uh, any other thoughts on Serginho Dest's stock falling? I am just heartened by the fact that he always shows up for the U.S. He yeah. he's he's really been consistent. I mean, when he's played for the U.S., I I feel like he rarely has an off day. And when he has an off day, he's quiet rather than embarrassing. You know, he's he yeah. uh, early in his career, we feared that he would be like a defensive liability. And I haven't seen that happen that much um, recently. So, yeah, I feel fine about Serginho Dest's situation. I wish he was, you know, in top form for Barcelona, but whatever. As long as he's able to do it for the Nats, I don't give a give a. <laughs> All right, cool. Um, but back to your point about maybe's working out. I mean, <clears throat> let's not take it for granted uh, that we're looking at a potential Tyler Adams, Eunice Musa, and Weston McKenney. Adams, Musa, McKenney. Yeah, I forgot Musa. Starting in the, the center midfield. Too. Yeah. Oh my God. Beautiful. With, what a sight. You know, with Pulisic on the left. Yeah. Just yeah. that core that of four the team, yes the fact yes, that that yes. Ha- that is happening yes, and, yes. with geo you know, maybe is, also on the field with geo maybe also who is stock something stock staying the same which is feels like a stock falling kind of thought he would hit higher no he's he's now. stock he's certainly stock rising from not playing i mean he's playing and participating in goals and has scored so yeah he's true. definitely he's definitely uh in a in better shape than i had expected going into the world cup. Yeah. I thought going into the world cup, he would have like one start under his belt and, you know, maybe look a little shaky and we would take him anyway and take a shot because he's geo, but he, he looks like a solid Bundesliga player right now. And I feel like, uh, that's, that's enough. He's, he's, he's going to help the team and he should start. 
hopefully, if we can figure out a way to get all these guys on the field. Let's try to figure out a way to get all these guys on the field. Oh, boy. Well, that's the, the most. Uh, yeah, that's the key conundrum, isn't it? Is Aronson and Geo. What do you do? Yep. Yep. So Aronson, another stock rising for sure, along with Tyler Adams at Leeds. Yeah, stock, um, you know, fl- floating around, but but certainly doing well enough at Leeds. Um, it's tricky because Geo, Geo's the the best soccer player on the team, right? The most talented soccer player today. Today, Geo is the most talented soccer player on the team. Okay. Um, talented. What talented. does that mean? It means he can. He's capable of more as a soccer player than anyone else on the team. I mean, Adams defensively. Mm. Okay. All right. All right. How do you measure you see, that? You know, you 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 know where I'm going with this, though. I do know where you're he's, going with he, this. He's, Keep going. He's not like Aronson is going to put in. He's an eight out of ten. He's he's just going to be an eight. He's out an of 10. eight out of ten. Um. And Geo Geo has the potential to take over a game, to just do unbelievable highlight reel ESPN things. And Aronson's not that guy. Aronson is yeah. is every touch is crisp. He works his ass off. He pops up late in the box. He his um, his vision is good. His teamwork is great, but he's not highlight reel that much. So the question is whether you try to, you know, like for just for Wales, just think about Wales. Do you mm-hmm. save Geo as a bench op, uh, a bench option if the game is looking like we need a goal? Or do you try to, I don't know, do something weird with the striker, the midfield? I don't know. I yeah. feel like this mis- so I- midfield is basically perfect. There's just no, like, I don't want to touch that, that three in the midfield. Gorgeous. Gorgeous. Don't touch the, don't they touch all have the, the perfect job. If you want, yeah, it's perfect. <laughs> they work it's so like well a, it's together. Like a three-decker sandwich. It's, it's, <laughs> yeah, it's, uh, yeah it's, a, it's a blat sandwich. It's like every ingredient has a roll, a clear roll. <laughs> That's right. Yeah. Um, you know, for me, my, in my opinion, uh, you, you start Aronson. I think he's a more impactful player consistently i think yeah he's his perception is maybe is definitely like less fancy i agree that geo's ceiling today on any given day the shit geo can do is 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 you know his ceiling is higher than than aronson's but aronson is also very flashy himself he's you know he's gonna show us moments he He can ball he can ball um so i go aronson i go t-map i go polisic and then we know it's going to be Jesus Ferreira, and we know I go Weya. Uh, but then bringing uh, at the nine, and then bringing Gio off the bench. Um, yeah, I could see that. And then I could also see starting Gio against England, where we, we would need to have that kind of spark or threat to try to prevent the game from just becoming a siege. You know? So as opposed to, like, Aronson battling up top I don't know is going to be that useful against England because we're just not going to have the ball that much he's going to be just running around having Geo and trying to look for some early spark or moment of magic could be could be awesome you know I gotta say I think that Geo is not as good today as 
you think he is. In, or I'm not, I'm not trying to just like dead, dead yeah. your shit. No, I get you. I, I think, and I can phrase it another way that like he's not as good as I thought he was going to be by now. Mm. Um, yeah. And so, yeah. so I think of him like a step below at the moment a Tim Weah, like just a baby hair. Mm. Um, mm. Like, or maybe maybe it's debatable or something. And I expected at this point Geo to be like catching up with Pulisic. Well, let me and give okay. Let me give you an example. Do you remember the run? That Geo made, I think it was like the Panama qualifier where he dribbled out like eight. I think that dudes. was Mexico. Mexico, that yeah, Mexico. yeah. End of yeah. the end of the Mexico game, yeah, that's right. Yeah, yeah. That's the kind of thing I'm talking about. That I don't think there's a player who's capable of that. There's another player in our pool who's capable of that. And those are those are the that's the kind of threat that just changes the dynamic of a game in a way that I don't think Wea or Aronson can. Word, word. I mean, that's true. You're not going to get that. You're not going to get that from Aronson. It's not going to happen. Um, you get So we'll, we'll see. We'll see. But I guess the, we'll po- the point is, the point is that this is not just a singular choice of who plays, who doesn't. So pr- probably the way it could shake out is that between Pulisic, Gio, Aronson, and Wea, they're going to share... The minutes in those spots, they're going to manage Polisic's workload as much as possible, and hopefully, we're able to not only qualify but qualify with a fresh Polisic, a freshish Polisic who's able to go uh, ninety in a potential round of sixteen game. You know, that's the best yeah. case scenario is that they we use this problem as a uh, a benefit. Yeah, good. Who is the player on this roster? Just personally, we've been literally watching these these human beings go from children to adults. Uh, literally, on the soccer bro. field. And we've um, gone from children. Thus, thus, we have we have grown attached. Uh, I gotta say, like yes. we we have real feelings about these human beings. Um, and Ty, I'm wondering, and I know you do too, listeners. I know you do too. And if you don't, you will. Ty, who on this uh, roster are you personally most proud of? Eunice Musa. Oh, Eunice Musa, the nicest human being. <laughs> A wonderful man. Wonderful man. He could and absolutely he, be potent, but chooses not to. Exactly. This guy, he was born in Brooklyn, raised in Europe, multicultural multi-ethnic background, right? This is, it, it, to me, it epitomizes what this team should be all about is embracing these incredible stories and then taking these guys and bringing them in to the concept of America, putting arms around them and telling them that they are welcome, that we want them, that we need them. I saw Anthony Robinson's um, Twitter post today uh, about how honored he is to be on the roster and calling the United States my country. Hmm. And that is very moving to me because Anthony Robinson didn't have that much connection to the U.S. before being a part of this team. And I think what better way to illustrate the inclusive values of our country 
than to make it about anyone who wants to put in the blood, sweat, and tears that it's going to take to represent us. So for me, these guys are, they, they're, they epitomize the story of the America that I want to be a part of that extends this, this embrace to people anywhere who want to share our ideas, whatever mm. their background is. It's true, man. It's beautifully said. And th- there is, this is such an incredible opportunity. Um, I'll take this moment to, to remind us what an opportunity the World Cup is to celebrate those types of things, right? That's how Americanness is showing up for us with this team. And I think a lot of people feel have s- analogous <laughs> um, qualities about their own nation's team, you know? And, and you can just look forward to Yunus Musa playing for the Colorado Rapids in about 12 years. So <laughs> get, get no, hyped man. for that. This is, this is happening. He's yeah, going to get like a weird half accent. You know, he's going to have a bunch of American babies. He's going to figure out, you know, he's going he's gonna to learn all of these things. But seeing, seeing this kid, particularly gonna, like his he's posts. He's going to get his coach's license and not yeah, use exactly, it. Yeah, exactly, exactly. <laughs> seeing his posts like wandering around Brooklyn, like trying all the ice cream and smiling. It's like the best thing ever. welcome to the city Eunice welcome we've been waiting for you we've been waiting for you your whole life bro you didn't even know and now you You know know. you didn't even know you got a place to stay in Harlem anytime dude (laughs) anytime I'm here we almost have a couch (laughs) here I swear we almost have a couch the player who I am most proud of. I want to I want to give a, a, a couple special mentions. Uh one is is to Cameron Carter Vickers for just yes. quietly, Cam. slowly, consistently grinding his presence into this team. I, that came out weird, but loan after loan. Loan after loan grinding his presence. The, <laughs> the original big club loanee. Oh my god. Cameron oh my Carter god. Vickers. I remember like it. watching I remember watching uh Tottenham Champions League matches from the Mauricio Pochettino era just to see if Cameron Carter Vickers would get on the field six years ago. I mean Amazing. How far we've come, Cam. I mean we, and dude. the thing about him is he never exploded, but he never fell off. He just kept going. He just kept he going. Just kept going. It's such a life lesson. Like just yes. keep going, man. Yes, yes, absolutely. That's what it's that's amazing. what Shackleton said is is other explorers tried to get as far as they could every single day. Shackleton just wanted to go 20 miles a day. Hmm. 20 miles a day, baby. That's it. If we're done at 4, we're done at 4. Grind. Just keep going. Grind. Just keep going. Amazing. Um, Another- can I, I, I just want to quickly, while, uh, before we move on to the next one, I just want to look up this Nike friendlies from, it was like 20, 13? High flying <laughs> USU 17 men's national team wins 2013 Nike friendlies. Okay. You ready for this? Yeah. Okay. Dude. 
I, I didn't even remember this one. Okay. On this team that won the Nike friendlies in 2013 was Christian Pulisic, Haji Wright, and Luca De La Torre. What? Yes. Yes. And I was looking, oh I was looking God. because I just assumed that, that CCV was on this team. I, I feel like CCV has been on every youth national team for the last decade. Uh, apparently not. I know he definitely overlapped with, with um, Polisic and Wright at some point. But man. Dela. Dela. The forgotten narrative. Soul. Yes. Dela. Dela started with, next to Polisic. Oh my god! Isn't this isn't this beautiful? Crazy. Isn't this beautiful? A beautiful human story. So how many years ago was this? This was this was nine years ago. So nine years ago, Luca and Haji Wright started a match together. Three players off that roster made it to the. Three players made it to the World Fucking Cup. Amazing. I would have guessed three would make it to the senior roster ever. Exactly. Exactly. Yeah. I mean, it's it's beautiful. It's beautiful. The the and I feel like CCV is just like the um is the emblem of this of this uh um quest to to develop better soccer players in the U.S. Yeah, because he has literally played and like captained every youth national team. <laughs> it's incredible. <laughs> He's currently on the under twenty sevens. Um, <laughs> we're gonna <laughs> take down the world. He he has always performed admirably. He has always given his best for any U.S. team he's played for. Great attitude, great kid. So happy for him. And he is truly one of the best U.S. defenders right now, and deserves to be pick. deserves to be on this roster. He has elevated his game just a couple percent every year, and he's gotten to the point where he's a very, very solid player at a at a decent level. And it's just yeah, it's so special to see see a kid like that be able to take that route. Um, and you know, I think it's great, even if even if he weren't, uh, you know, quite as impactful. To be able to show every kid in those that youth system that you can you can make it, you know, yeah. CCV's been in your position and he made the World Cup roster and you can too. Like that's even when your that, career goes in weird sideways directions, weird, like just that's keep the, going. That's the one. Yeah. To yeah. me, that's the one. When you get loaned out, just keep going. Keep going. Just keep Ugh. going. Like get the move. Get the move. Like do what you got to do. Love keep this guy. Going. I wish Matt Miasco was on the roster too. For that reason, right? Yeah, he's Ugh. just, you know, but Poor guy. he's not that good right now. Anyways, yeah. uh, the player in in truth who I am most proud of, of all these players, I slighted him because I said DeAndre Yedlin is the only player in cycle. And I am very proud of DeAndre Yedlin. Me too. For making it from cycle to cycle. Me too. The player who I'm most proud of is our porcelain prince, Christian Pulisic. <laughs> sure. Perhaps stock has fallen in my eyes in some ways. Sure. I suspect he's probably kind of douchey to the coaches and other players. I, I suspect there might be totally speculation. I have no evidence for this. Uh, well, I've, you know, 
thoughts and shit, but it, this is a conspiracy theory. Okay, I'm not reporting. Although I suspect this person is probably kind of douchey to coaches and his teammates because he continues to not start when he's better than everyone else. The player who I'm most proud of is Christian Pulisic because I can't think of many athletes uh, who, who faced the nation's pressure in the way that Christian mm-hmm. Pulisic has at from such a young age, from such a young age, Christian Pulisic through his actions, through his abilities, through his career has led this group of players into Europe. He has brought, he raised the level for us as a nation. He raised what we believed was possible for an American soccer player. And he grinded it the fuck out. Hell yeah. He was vital. He was vital for us qualifying. He was vital for many of the successes we've had along the way on the field. And for those reasons, and just for for the fact that he's the player who I've cared about the most for the longest, Christian Pulisic, I could not be more proud of you. You deserve this. I We are honored to have you represent our country, and we are grateful for everything you've already done. I cannot wait to see what you can accomplish in this group stage. Beautifully said, my friend. I... <sighs> It's 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 lost in how good he is. You get you get you lose how good he is because of his struggles at Chelsea, his injury problems, and maybe he's he's taken for granted a little bit um, by U.S. national team fans at this point. Um, but you're completely right. He's he's the one who truly started this culture shift that. We're seeing, and I think without Pulisic, there's no Dest. Maybe there's no Musa. Um, maybe there's maybe there's no Geo. I don't know. I, the 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 way that he started to change the brand for U.S. soccer in Europe is is exemplary, and uh, he 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 bore the brunt of the. Um, 2018 failure personally I don't believe in the press or from the public that he was made to bear that that uh, that burden but I know that he did personally and so it must be the sweetest relief to finally see his name on a World Cup roster and dodging injury and dodging disaster in qualifying <laughs> Uh, to to finally make it and be on that plane and be ready to play, it's it's going to be truly truly special. And he's a he's a world class talent who deserves to be showcased. And this is the biggest stage possible. Mm. Ty, we made it. We made it. Started from the Nike friendlies. Now, now we, we cheer. cheer. Now we cheer. Now we cheer. Ty, oh, there is my no God. there is no better way. To close out the Rastapod, than to ask you for your preferred 11. Don't care about whales. Don't care about tournament strategy. I'm looking at 26 players, and I want you to tell me 
which 11 of these players you would play. <sighs> okay. Pulisic, Gio, Aronson. Musa, McKenney, Adams. Who's the striker in that? Gio? Gio. Gio at striker. Yes. Awesome. Why not? Um, Robinson, Ream, Zimmerman, Dest, Turner. Wow. I think me and Greg are going to agree on everyone except Gio. I think it's going to be Jordan for Jordan. <laughs> whatever. It's just Ferreira. <laughs> Jordan Roldan Ferreira. <laughs> at striker. But I think it'll be, otherwise it'll be that, that 11. I'm psyched for it, man. I could not be more excited. Folks, we're going to get back together uh, to record on Sunday. That episode is, is for us and it's for you. We want to talk big picture about what the World Cup means to us, why this is important. Reminisce a little bit, right? We, <laughs> we've, we've been working towards this for years and years. Oh my God. If you are, you know, uh, so so if you're into that, you know, we're gonna we're gonna record a, a, an episode like that on Sunday. Then I'm gonna cry. I'm gonna cry then on Sunday. It is time to preview Wales versus USMNT, and we will we will do so. And then it's bombs away, folks. Then it is bombs away. Ty, burn the ships. Any- do you have anything else you want to add about this roster? Um, I feel connected to this team and its players and our culture that we've been building around this team. Um, I've gotten to kind of chat pleasantly with many of these players along this journey uh, at, in you know media scrums and stuff. And I've always been uh, been surprised and kind of heartened by how our players are seem to be genuinely good people. They're humbled by the fact that their sport is not a big deal here. <laughs> um, they it's like they can't quite be as uh, as as big um, you know jocks as uh, as they can in Europe. And like I said, with um, with Musa, I believe this team represents the best of America. And so when I think of a day like this, I also think of the players who didn't make it. I think of their um, the, the difficulty of that moment. And I, I feel for them, genuinely, even though I, I, you know, I'm glad from a fan perspective that we are making those hard choices. Um, that is, that is a, a tough moment. And I, I hope that those players will use this as, as motivation to keep getting better because they don't just get better for themselves. They get better to push the level of the program, to push the level of our players overall. And when they thrive in their careers, when they push themselves to the limits, it drives the entire program forward. And every player has a part to play in that. So thank you to all the players who tried their best and didn't make it. Yes. Yes, it's so true. 
Oh, man. Yeah, who are some of those? I mean, I guess we can we can go through more on the next episode. But... <laughs> it's rough, man. It must be rough. Zach Steffen. Yeah, I mean, yeah, Steffen's a rough Steffen. one. Um, that is harsh. Austin Trusty put said something on Twitter that he was kind of, you know, he was hoping to be there, but he's glad that the team... Uh, you know, he's happy to support the team. And it just reminded me, because, like, I don't think anybody realistically thought Austin Trusty had a shot to be there. But he was, clearly, he's been, you know, lying in bed at night thinking about this. Thinking about the 1% chance that he could make it. And it's been driving him to, to do his best. And he he's elevated his level in the last couple months. And he's probably been thinking about the possibility. And that's, that to me is beautiful. You know, it's, the, this this whole thing, this entire event all of sports really is about humanity trying to be the best version of itself and that is that is uh, illustrated in how these players do anything to be a part of something like this and how they consider it a lifelong dream and how uh, how impactful it is for them and their families and their history and for the rest of their lives they were a world cup player and to me, that's uh, that's just an amazing thing, and and should be celebrated that these players are willing to put in all of this work, all of these you know long nights, early mornings, hours in the foosball night to get better, and um, it's admirable. Thank you, thank you for giving us uh, a place to feel our feelings. We appreciate it. We appreciate it so much. And with that, folks, I love, well, at least I'm okay with a cough lozenge, you know, um, and, and I'm, I'm fine if it has that weird cough drop flavor. I also uh, quite enjoy a Werther's, you know what I mean? <laughs> it's more sweeter, but it still has that round candy situation going on. And uh, I very much enjoy, I have to say, although I hate the consequences on my teeth, a Jolly Rancher. <laughs> I poppy. Uh, them things are not good for your I love the face. first five seconds of a Jolly Rancher. Oh, God, it's so good. <laughs> and it hurts so much. But I don't love any of that stuff. As much as I love the gnats. Let's fucking go, boys. Let's fucking go. Let's get to JFK. Guys. Let's get moving. Go to sleep. Go to sleep. The World Cup is in days. Days, dog. Talking to you, 26. To the fans. Do whatever you want. It's entertainment. 12 more sleeps. It's We The Peeps. It's We The Peeps. Welcome to We The Peeps. Are you ready for We The Peeps? Holy moly, it's We The Peeps.